Yo, yo, what's up, everybody? Magnus Podcast, episode 135. Uh, I'm back, everybody. Thank you, everyone, for listening to the last couple. I know I've been at it uh, a lot now, so I'm going to try to keep that going with more episodes here for the Magnus E-Society. You guys got over a 1,000 to listen to, so have at it. But we got a new one coming pretty soon. We'll be talking about uh, uh, the new films that just came out this week and everything else that we do on the E-Society, so... You guys know what to do. But before that, I am honored to with a um, a guest that I met whenever the smudging was. We had the screening <laughs> in Oakland <laughs> for uh, Mike's film. I don't remember really when it's been. I want to say it's been. I know it's been over a year. But uh, Julie, welcome to the show. I would pronounce her last name, but she says it much better, and I don't want to ruin it. So, Julie, if you can introduce yourself to my audience. Sure. Thank you. So I'm Julie Calderon, also known as Mujer Evolving. I am an educator, a writer, uh, a mom, and I'm really excited to be on the show. Right on. Yeah, that's what we're going to be talking about today. Uh, Julie here, she made a video a while back. Um, it was re- pretty much right after uh, the Uvalde uh, Rob Elementary shooting. Uh, she is in the education system, so that is why I brought her on the show. I know there's a lot of people out there. First, because of course we're going to dive into the the gun the gun stuff, Second Amendment. I understand that it is in the Constitution. Um, this is an attack on that. Before some, I don't know if you guys, any of you listeners, feel that way, but. It's it, to me, I've, I've talked about this many times, topics with friends and other people that were kind of against on what I how I was. First of all, I am not against the Second Amendment. Um, this Constitution was written a long time ago, but it's in there and we have to live with it. But the thing that was uh, that got to me and after Julie had made this video, um, how some people think that they want uh the, the educators, the teachers, or the principals, or, or what have you, they want to arm them. I, for me personally, I think that is dumb. I think that'll just cause a little bit more problems than it will. Um, but that that's how I think. I Because I've dealt with issues uh, with school. But when I was going to school in Oakland, um, there wasn't uh, really a lot of gun violence going on. But at that time, we didn't have the internet or anything. So it wasn't like... We these things are popping up all over the place, but it seems like within the past, who knows how many years, there's been just shooting after shooting in, in these schools, and it's just I guess it needs to stop. And I think what we need to do is try to help the situation and get it to stop. But I mean, as far as guns, I mean, anyone that's within the the, the legal age range can can purchase one, but. I think there's sometimes there's issues where if there's dealing with guns, I mean, people, this is what I say. If people want to get a gun, no matter what, I mean, they're, they're going to get one. You don't have to buy it legally. There's a, a, a me growing up in the city. I've seen guns being purchased out of trunks and, and whatever. And that's just how it was in, in my neighborhood. And I never took part in any of that. I mean, do I own a gun? No, I don't at the time, but I do eventually want to get one from where I live. Not because of the craziness that's going on in the country, but um, Julia, the video you made, and I sat there and I watched it, and it was really powerful. If you want to explain to uh, uh, the audience on what you were saying in that video. Sure. So to kind of give folks some context for where I'm speaking from, I've been in education for 26 years. This will be year 27. So at this point, it's been over half my life. You know, I started uh, right out of, you know, college Uh, teaching um, first as an English teacher for about 13 years and then made the transition into administration. And that's where I'm, you know, I'm currently doing that work. And so the video came about because my brother, he, he will do battle online. I generally won't, but he was in there, you know, commenting on, on things that had happened in Uvalde and, you know, we are from San Lorenzo. So yes, we're from Hayward, but we went to school in San Lorenzo, which Again, I'm not throwing shade at any listeners out there. If there are any San Lorenzo listeners, I'm not 
you know, pointing fingers, but there is kind of a very conservative group of folks in the community who have conservative views and my brother will take them on. I won't engage usually with that kind of stuff. Like I'm, I don't have the energy for it. I'm a school principal, you know, teen, mother to a teenager. I've got bigger fish to fry, but he had gotten into it with a colleague of ours that went to high school with us who took it upon himself to make a comment about, you know, who, how we, how everybody needs to be armed and that that's the solution to, you know, the rash of school shootings. And then one of his acquaintances chimed in to say that really it, it needs to be the teachers because it's school shootings. So school workers should all be armed, should all be, you know, yeah, caring basically. And it just, I don't know, I think that's for me where I got really upset. I'm used to seeing all kinds of foolishness online, but when this person decided to, as I said in my video, open her mouth, I decided to kind of open mine and, and I made the video in response because like you say, it's, it's a dumb idea. And I think people have a lot of, um, there's been a lot of misplaced responsibility on educators. You know, one of the things I talked about in the video is how in these past like three years that we've been in the pandemic, education has really taken a hit. You know, we were expected to keep educating the kids, which is fine, you know, it's our job, feeding the students, um, we were essential workers, so we we were shut down, but we weren't shut down. So even though my students were on Zoom, I still had to go, you know, to the office to help pack lunches, which is fine. I have no problem continuing to feed kids, but it's just, you know, people don't have that understanding that for us, we were that we were part of that front line. We were there out there, you know, exposing ourselves during that time when a lot of other folks were able to stay home, and so. I assume just from what she shared in her comments that the person who said this, she has no idea. She's not an educator. So it's super easy for her to be an armchair quarterback and make this kind of stupid statement that that's, that's the genius solution is, you know, that teachers get armed. And that's certainly not why I went into education, why I've stayed for 26 years, despite the, you know, it's, Honestly, it's it's a really draining job, especially now. And so I'm not in it because I plan to, you know, kill kill anybody. That's not why I got into this. I got into this to help kids. And for me, being armed, that's that couldn't be any further from what I was called into this profession for. Yeah, with with being armed, <clears throat> this is how I've gotten into it. Many people online I've gotten to it with uh Friends that, that, that think otherwise and are just friends of friends and random whoever's that, that are hooting and hollering about this. I think by arming teachers, other than it will make the issue a million times worse, in my opinion, everyone, I mean, because of the things that I've seen growing up going to school, many students have get into it with their teachers. Don't ask me why. It's just it. That's just how it happens. Especially now, from uh, if you go online and YouTube, TikTok, wherever you see all these videos of children, high school children, elementary and middle school fighting, and they're fighting in class, and sometimes they're fighting teachers. I've seen many videos. I don't know why these kids today think that they can just have this mouth and say whatever they want. Yeah, you can say whatever you want, but the, to, to get into the teacher's face and dropping F-bombs and then, then swinging on them, I think there's teachers, in my opinion, that, that there might be a time where maybe this is an everyday thing in whatever school they're teaching at, dealing with unruly students, that that teacher that is armed could turn the gun on the students. I mean, I, that's just... That's my opinion, everyone. I'm like, that's that's not going to make everything better. I mean, it's just going to make everything more crazy out there. So, I mean, I think arming the teachers is is a dumb idea. There are some teachers that I've seen online. They're like, yes, I'm I'm certified and I don't mind carrying mine to school in case. Yes. But what if you everyone has that bad day? That's whatever reason, whatever student or maybe something going on in your personal life and you just snap and you got a gun and you're going to turn it on some student that gets mad. At it, it's making you mad. And it, it, it's just no, it's, it's like pouring more gas onto the fire. 
I mean, I, that's why I'm like, it's it's not their their place to be armed in a school. I mean, because I mean, these schools are are gun free zones, right? And you're just gonna you're gonna bring guns into it. I mean, maybe some somebody listening to this doesn't feel the way I'm feeling, but that's that's me. I wouldn't want a teacher um, armed at, at my son's high school or my grandson's when when they hit the school age. I don't want that there. But then again, I don't want all this gun violence that, that happens to take place in school. I mean, some situations even let's we can even go way back to um, uh, Columbine. Those those two guys, other than they just got high powered weapons online and from wherever whoever bought it for them. They were obviously not the legal age to get guns and they got a hold of them. Right. So I, I just think it, it, it's crazy, especially when it comes to bullying in school i mean i've been bullied in school i mean for being for being native for having long hair and i i never i've been bullied but i never got to the point to where i'm gonna come back with a gun and shoot up to school but that's me everybody so but and then there's some there's some kids that it's just they don't they think that that's the the way to do it and and it's not i mean if, if there's any younger listeners i mean other than Go to your teachers. Go to your parents. I mean, violence isn't the way to deal with uh, situations. And for bullying, it, it sucks, and I hate it. it. It will continue. I mean, we can all say no, don't do it, but it's it's going to happen. But when it when when these kids, these victims that bring in the guns to shoot at their bullies, I mean, there's also other casualties of stray bullets or whatever. But but this these last couple, man, these are just crazy people that went in. And, and shot up the schools. I don't know the um, the security measures at, at your school where you work, because I was I was I sit there and think about on all the schools. A lot of my schools were up on hills, and there was plenty of places to run if something like this would happen, be it students or the gun person. But I was like, I don't really remember things being locked, other than like major things, but like the front door. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because it's a, it's a money game as well, right? Like I happen to work in a school district that wants and needs lots of money and doesn't have it, right? And I I know that, you know, growing up in the East Bay, that was my reality. You may have experienced that as well in Oakland. Some schools just don't have the means to get a lot of security, right? So my school yes. is truly like wide open. There is literally no fencing around my school none there's no front gate there's no cyclone fencing around it thankfully the elementary schools in my district do have the fencing around and the and the gates that lock but my school does it you know my school's alt ed we we tend to we serve the adults we serve you know high school students independent studies a little more mixed but you know right now they're virtual so they're they're not on campus be that as it may we're wide open so if you're a crazy person there's nothing that's going to deter you from walking through our front doors, our front doors of our office or in, or, you know, our classrooms should be locked, but you know, teachers want to be welcoming and unlock their doors for students so that students aren't having the knock if they go to the bathroom or go to the office and then come back or they stand at their door in the morning with their door wide open to greet students. So there's nothing protecting us, honestly. And, and I think about that a lot and I'm sure I'm one of millions of principals that, you know, have really kind of, asked and asked and asked even before the most recent shootings that hey we would like some fencing because nothing keeps folks from showing up and we've had incidents where folks have come up to the school and scared scared teachers scared kids thankfully nothing's ever happened they haven't been harmful um we haven't actually even had to call the police except one time um and the person didn't make it all the way into the classroom but that just kind of goes to show that, yeah, anybody can just randomly just walk up to my school and try to walk into a classroom and they can do that. There's nothing that's going to get in their way. And and that's really scary. And I know I'm not the only the only educator that's dealing with, you know, the money issues in the district can affect how secure a student is. Yes. Dealing with uh, money for funds for schools. I mean, that fight has been going on since when we were young. 
I remember my mother going down doing when they're having teacher strikes and everything on just they need funding for school. They need funding for supplies. I mean, it was it's like that has been going on since I was a little kid and it still goes on today. Uh, one of my friends now, he's a teacher and he's he's he has to he can buy what he can, but he can't he can't supply the whole school. He does programs. So we're look if there's parents or people willing to help donate uh, either funds or just, hey, we need erasers, we need pencils, we need markers, paper, whatever. I mean, there is people that, that do that. And that's awesome. I've done it myself for schools, but it's like I guess it's like a losing battle trying to deal with uh, the boards of education, dealing with the school districts. Hey, we need money because it seems like every school needs some kind of funding to help keep the school going. I mean, other than for food, for for lunches and breakfast and, and, and snacks and what have you. I mean, it's it's hard. I mean, I don't know where all this money comes from. I mean, I know a lot of people go, oh, it's the taxpayers. I have no problem of t- paying my taxes so schools can get funding, especially teachers. I mean, I think to me, as as not knowing anything about being a teacher growing up, they have to deal with, or you guys all have to deal with a lot other than a lot of attitudes from a million different kids and everything. It's, it's like that, that's a hard, that's a hard job. I mean, I don't think I could do it. I would, I can barely handle my grandsons <laughs> to where I'm ready to pull my hair out. I can't imagine dealing with 50, 60 kids in a classroom. And even that saying that, I mean, there's times when my younger brothers were in school, it was like, they didn't even finish school. He goes, it's, he says it's like it's pointless to go to school because this teacher isn't teaching us anything because there's so many students jammed in a small classroom. He said nobody's getting the help. So and that was in Oakland. Uh, when I moved up to, to where I live now in Susanville on the in the, the schools here. Yeah, there's a lot of students in there, but they did have the uh, the, the help from the teachers. They were able to help my daughter, help my sons and everything. So and that was good, but some schools, especially in the inner cities, they don't have that option because there's too many students in in one classroom. And of course, in that in those classrooms, you're gonna get those unruly students that with the attitudes and everything. So it's, it's kind of, it, I think to me, it, it's a losing battle, but I mean, for teachers, they put up with a lot so I, I think that, I mean, I stand behind each and every one of them. And any of you listeners that are dealing with, with schooling and just being an educator, a principal, or even a security guard, come, come to think about it, I don't think we had anyone. I was in elementary, I think junior high, well, I wouldn't call them security guards. They're more like campus patrol or whatever, but I don't really remember that many there maybe five if that i remember in high school there was maybe 10 but the school is huge and it's hard to patrol everywhere i know the teachers also have to be on the lookout for stuff but i mean but you you can't have your eyes on every inch of the school especially yours with no fencing that's crazy I'm the only thing I can think of when I was younger in elementary, I remember there was a homeless person that just walked into our school, walked up and down the halls. And we had like multiple floors. So it wasn't like he just walked in and passed the office and they and they chased him out. No, he went roaming through the halls before anything happened. Nothing happened, but it was just like, it's tough. I mean, I mean, it's just, we can go around and say, this is what needs to happen, but it's it usually up to, I think, uh, the Board of Education, but I don't know dealing with them. From what my mom always had to do was she would come home stressed. Oh, they're not listening. They don't want to listen to us. So I don't know if that's how how it still is, dealing with uh, the education departments. Is Does that sound right? You know, um. <laughs> I think, yes, I think part of it is the school board. My school board's actually pretty receptive, but honestly, it's just the way that money gets distributed. And I'm just going to state it plainly. Uh, sadly, the richer you are, the more money yes. you have at your disposal. We know that. We know that happens across and everything. And, yes. you know, people are, like I said, people are very quick to say, well, just arm the teachers. How about making schools secure? <laughs> 
and giving them fencing, yeah. giving them cameras and putting more campus, you know, patrol out there. How about that? Like that would be that to me makes sense. Put your money. You don't want to control guns. I'm not going to get into that debate. I have strong feelings on it. But if y'all don't want to talk about gun control, fine. Put your money in in setting and making schools safer. All schools, not just rich schools, but all schools safer. Right. That would yeah. be a good use of funds. Yes, I guarantee you those rich schools and and not not in urban native or urban neighborhoods. I mean, not in inner cities. I mean, I, yeah, there's cameras in there, but do they all work? I mean, I'm sure in these other more upscale schools, everything works. Everybody, there's way more security because, yeah, they do have more funding. I mean, it's crazy. I went I went up to Skyline High School, which was up in the hills, and everyone was saying, oh, that's where all the rich kids go. I wasn't rich. They needed their quota of uh, natives. <laughs> so that's how <laughs> I got into that school. Um, and, yes, it was maybe a little more upscale than, than Oakland High or Castlemont or any of those ones down there. But when you, if you go to those schools, especially, I mean, Oakland High was in my neighborhood. Uh, I should have went to that high school, but we got into Skyline. Um, that has a huge fence around it, and it's always had a fence around it. There has been incidences, there, no no gun violence that I can remember growing up. I mean, fighting, that's, that's going to happen at every school no matter what. But it's just, yeah, I'm with there needs to be more security uh, around these schools. I mean, and it's... Uh, going back to your school, that's dumb. I mean, even if you had a small fence around it, I mean, it doesn't <laughs> have to be a huge wall. I mean, you guys don't even have that. Right. And and to to be able to get into that school from any direction, that's that's crazy. I I, I can't I can't imagine that because I'm thinking of my children's schools right now. There is fencing around them. Um. But there's like holes in the fence. Well, then they're not really holes. They're more like uh, kind of walkways that yeah. can go right into the elementary school. Or I know the high school, they really they really changed up the, the front part as well as the back. There was fencing always in the background, the football fields and everything else. But they, they added this new uh, gate uh, up in the front. So from what my son was telling me that, it should be locked, but every time I pass there, it's wide open. Uh, so, <laughs> gosh. And where a lot of these school shootings happen are in little small towns where I live. I don't want anything to happen here, especially with my grandsons or, or my son that's in high school or any children in mm. this town or any town or any town USA. Well, we, we don't need any of that. I mean, because, yeah, the gun, the whole gun situation is a whole nother show. But, I mean, it's it's just crazy on what I'm going to say, what these yahoos think that, yeah, just give the teachers a guns. I mean, here, Julie, here's a gun. And if you need <laughs> it, you, here it is. I mean, it's it, it's it's dumb. I mean, that's not going to solve the issue. Like you said, more security around schools in and outside, especially mm -hmm. with cameras. From what I remember, we didn't have no cameras in our schools. Maybe there is now in the schools that I went to, but when I was going there, there was there was nothing, and there was plenty places to get into my um, my elementary. I mean, there was fences around it, but there was a lot of just open gates that right. didn't even have doors. That didn't have doors. There were just walkways. Maybe <laughs> yes. they changed. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe they've changed by then. But yeah, I was thinking. I think though, my high school had a big fence around it, as well as a front gate that shut when when the school was closed. But the school was so big and it's so wooded, a lot of trees around it. I mean, I'm sure it's easy to just climb in. But, yeah, it's it's crazy on, on what's happening. And I think, like I mentioned earlier about dealing with attitudes from students. I mean, were you um, – did you start off as a teacher before you were a principal or – Yes, I did. So I was a high school English teacher for 13 years before I became a principal. And how much attitude did you have to deal with <laughs> in those 13 years? I mean, you know, years? it's funny because I was um, I was super young. I was only 23 years old when I, and I look back on that now and I'm like, I had no business <laughs> teaching high school at 23. <laughs> I was like a kid. But yeah, I mean, I think you I got attitude just 
yesterday from a student and he he was coming in for his his intake to transfer to my school and he gave me attitude and I was like I was really nice up until that point when I felt he changed and I changed and I'm like that's not what we're gonna do I mean the thing is what you have to remember and and having done this for a while I always remember teenagers just have attitude that's just part of their brain development is you know what people have discovered and their hormones whatever you want to call it it's just part of being adolescent and um, I've dealt with it for, as, as, as you know, like half, half my life at this point. So I think, you know, it's always going to be there. And, and sometimes, um, you know, I find that it, I don't get it as much as maybe some other teachers, maybe because I've been doing this for a while. Maybe it's just the way that I approach young people. But yeah, it's going to come um, for sure. You're, you're never going to have kids aren't ever going to be perfect. And so, like you said, um, you don't ever want to be in a situation where, Cause I've seen many videos like you shared the same videos. I'm sure you've seen where teachers lose it and they're shoving kids, they're punching kids They're We've seen it happen where, where teachers have straight up knocked kids out. And, yep. you know, unfortunately I've been doing this long enough to know, and I'm just gonna just put it out there. Not everybody should be a teacher. Some people yes. really don't like kids and shouldn't be with kids. They should be doing something else in their lives. But for whatever reason, you know, they've they've been in teaching. Maybe they like uh, summers off or who knows what their their rationale was for for being an educator. But like you said, it's it's a job that really requires you to to have a lot of patience and not let the attitude get under your skin. Because when I was younger, I probably did kind of not go toe to toe, but get into it with kids. Whereas now that I'm older, I'm like, you know, I'm chilling most of the time unless somebody comes at me crazy. And then it's like, come check <laughs> Let me check you real quick. I'm not going to play like that. You know, and then they see that side of me. We're like, oh, okay. <laughs> She's not playing. No, I'm not. Right. But in general, like, you know, yes, absolutely. Kids get an attitude. Parents get attitudes. Um, oh, teachers yes. get an attitude. And I always say when people ask me, because, you know, people always say, oh, you work with teenagers. It must be crazy. I mean, it is. But I feel like sometimes it's it's the adults who can be equally or even worse the attitudes that you get from adults. And I think that, that that's something you talked about it earlier where a lot of these kids that have been involved in these situations have had really negative experiences at schools and they've come back to the school um, to shoot it up because I'm not saying it's an excuse. It's not an excuse. They should not come back and shoot up the school. But unfortunately, sometimes it's triggered by the fact that they had a really negative experience at that school. And so then they come back and, and wreak havoc and yeah, violence is definitely not the answer, but I think unfortunately that's been put out for what a good, what 10, 20 years at this point where that's yeah. a solution, right? If something bad happens to me at this school, I can always come back and you know, that's why kids get suspended for making those statements because we know that unfortunately a lot of young people have decided to, I'm going to show, I'm going to shoot, I'm going to shoot with the school then, you know, forget this, I'm going to come back and, you know, shoot the school up. And that's why we take that very seriously because it's happened way too many times. It's like what in the hundreds and the thousands of school shootings that have happened and, you know, nothing changes, right? Like the, there are no, there are no solutions that are presented that prevent them because they, you know, they unfortunately keep happening and, and people aren't figuring out what, what's the best way to stop it. Yeah, I mean, it seems like it's a trend now for some reason because they happen so rapidly and so many. I mean, I couldn't even tell you how many we've had this year. But but going past, I mean, if you look at the gun violence in schools, statistically here in America is is the worst. And it's it's crazy. And going back to, well, here, just arm the teachers that that. That's not that's not the solution. Some of you may think that is, but not every teacher, even if they let's just say oh, for some crazy reason, lies, you have to Julie, you need to hold this gun and keep it on you at all times. Have you can you even can you handle a gun? I mean, are you, if someone here, if I handed you a gun right now here, could you load it and use it? <laughs> So it's been it's been a while. So I I said that in the video that I made. I said that I actually do know how to shoot. I was yeah. at one point licensed to carry. I never carried. I never owned a gun. I was actually doing it as research for for something that I was writing way back then. 
So it's probably been a good 20 years, not quite 20, maybe like 18 years since I shot a gun. But I'm sure I could, right? Muscle memory and, and somewhat, I have small hands. So I, I don't know, if, you know, your, your listeners don't know that I'm only 4'10". So I'm, I'm pretty <laughs> small, so I couldn't handle all guns. You know, I wouldn't be able to shoot all guns, but I would know what to do. So um, to me, it's, it's not so much, and, and I'm sure there's all kinds of teachers who shoot because they're former military or what have you, or they hunt or, or who knows. But yeah, I mean, if we were mandated to carry, then yeah, I'd carry. But it's not something that I feel, it's not my not part of my job, right? A police officer, yeah, you know, that's part of their job. Um, an educator, we're in this to help kids learn. And I, I don't know how carrying a firearm helps me do that. Yeah, see, that's good. That's why I brought you onto the show because I, I, I can't speak for for you or for everyone else in your profession because I have no idea. All I know is I was a student. Did I have attitude? Of course I did, like you said, but I never got to the point to where I got into it with my teachers. How I got into it, with my teachers is mainly in history class. Oh boy! When they when they weren't teaching. <laughs> The the truth, <laughs> they weren't. And when I'd question them, that's as far as attitude I got with them. But I, I never like just came in and didn't feel like I needed to listen or or sit down. I've seen plenty of students that throughout my schooling, as well as my friends. I, I would get on my friends too. You're not you're not cool. Just sit down. And let's just get class. <laughs> let's just get class over with. I mean. Right. Because, I mean, I know a lot of people, some people, ah, I just quit going to school. I cut school and this and that. I didn't have anything else to do. <laughs> uh, okay, well, we're going to cut school. What are we going to do? Go sit at your house and do nothing? I can sit at that school and at least learn and hang out with everyone. <laughs> right. Uh, other than I was just scared of my mom. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I went to school. I was a good boy and went to school. But um, my grades weren't the greatest, but I graduated. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, it, it was, it was, it was tough. I mean, a lot, a lot of my growing up, uh, be it gangs or police or just whatever I, I, I did, I was out there doing dirt. I'm not saying I wasn't, I wasn't the cleanest kid in the world, but I knew my limitations on what I was doing. Um, other than was I afraid of the police? Not as much as my mom. I was more scared of her on what she was going to do to me. <laughs> I mean, I, I tell my, my, my kids as well as my grandsons, I mean, Grandma, Nolly, and Navajo, you, she isn't who raised us. <laughs> she, you guys see somebody totally different that I don't know who that is. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, so, but I, mean, I love my mom to death. I mean, they both, my dad and my parents both retired and they moved back to, back to the motherland in Arizona. But, nice. Um, but yeah, my mom coming home, I can think, think about, there was many times that she was just had a bad day from dealing with students. And there was one time, again, I love my mother to death, but there was one time where she came home and just kind of got on me for having a bad day at school. Yeah. I mean, teachers and everyone has a bad day, but especially teachers. I mean, my mom, I remember seeing times where students wouldn't listen to my to my mother. She worked for uh, Hento at the Child Development Center. And a lot of latitude, especially dealing with little native kids. <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I, I see, I can see where she came from. And especially during the, the strike times when, when the teachers were on strike, when she'd have to go down there and, 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 and walk the line and man protest and, and everything just to get funding for them, for the schools, as well as herself. Because, I mean, I know that there's a lot of teachers that, that are out there from what I remember when I was growing up, especially one of my uh, one of my teachers. She was my English teacher. She had to go out there and pick it uh, down at the school board. And she was like, I didn't want to do that, but I had to because uh, of them not being treated fair I don't know if it was uh, being paid more or whatever. I don't know how much the teachers are getting paid back then, but I'm sure it wasn't a lot. I mean, because like you said, I mean, you don't get into this uh, to be an educator, to be famous, to for the money, to to shoot and kill. You don't you don't get into it to do all that. 
I mean, you you go in there because you you love teaching, and that's what's good. I have many teachers that will tell me that. My art teacher, shout out to Mr. Green. He goes, I didn't. He especially had to deal with a lot of attitude, but he was like, you was like, nah, uh, you come to me, don't come with me with that attitude, because he he would check he would check everyone that tried. You you need to check the attitude at the door before you walk into this classroom, right? Because <laughs> I've seen him get into it with many people, and he was one of those guys that did not back down i mean it, it was i I never ever got into it with any 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 especially him i just came in there did my did what i was supposed to do and went home mm-hmm. but it, it's crazy again attitudes uh, with students and like i said videos of these teachers fighting students students fighting teachers i mean especially i mean when you're dealing with teachers you're at that boiling point and that and you're tired of dealing with that attitude there's some where the the teachers are defending themselves, but there's some where the teachers are arguing and then they just snap and lose it and strike the kid, strangle the kid, be it female or or male, right. and putting the, a gun in in the hands of that teacher that just snapped, that's not a good idea. I mean, it's 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 crazy on on what these people that think that way to by arming teachers is the solution. But I don't know. We can go round and round and back and forth on, <laughs> on how much we think it's stupid. But it just it just goes back to people that don't think like us. That just oh, guns going to solve everything. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. I mean, that's their schools are gun free zones. That's that's how it should be. And I'm going to go back to your school again. You guys need that security. <laughs> I mean, that's we need the fence. Crazy. That's crazy <laughs> that. There's nothing around that school. I, 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 I'm sitting there trying to think of any school that I've attended or my children. Again, there's fences around everything. I don't, I don't get why you guys don't have one. I mean, so my fingers are crossed right now because in my last conversation with um, with someone from the district, she said your fence is coming. I said I'll believe it when I see it. <laughs> When they're drilling the hole and putting it down, then I'll be like, okay, I have a fence. But yeah. Yeah, that's how my that's how my teachers it. were. That's how my teachers were dealing with supplies. When we go, oh, we need this or we need a pencil sharpener or whatever. She's like, well, I put in for it and they say it's coming, but it's exactly what you said. I'll believe it when I see it. <laughs> so it, it's it's hard. But other than the, the stresses of being uh, an educator or being a principal, if you can tell us about the good things that happen without your career. So, I mean, there are still good things happening. Uh, I'm at that age now uh, where some of my students have gone on, obviously, with their lives and, and their parents, and they've gone on to do wonderful things. I think for me, one of the things that's super special is when they go into education themselves. So at this point, I have one student who is now a principal. He's an elementary school principal. I was his teacher in ninth grade English, and I told him in ninth grade English that he would be in my senior English class, and he was like, okay, Miss C. Uh, At the time, he was probably like, what is she talking about? And he did. He was in my (laughs) my senior English class, and we remained friends over the years, and and now he's an elementary school principal himself. I think he's going to be going into his second year as a principal, so that makes me super proud, and um, I have a few others who are like assistant principals and teachers and that's that's amazing when you see that you know when you see kids that you worked with continuing the work you know for me it was always about giving back to the community so you know my mom god bless her uh like she sounds like she was similar to your mom you know i'm sure she would have preferred that i that i go and do something that made more money but um you know I just really felt that that need to give back. And it's always been super important to me um, because I'll just say, you know, education, the, the teachers don't represent, don't reflect sometimes what their, what their students are. And that I'm sure varies by region, but I know where I've worked, I, you know, I'm the first woman principal of my school. I'm the first woman of color principal at my school. My school is 80% Latinx kids, and I'm the first person that, you know, they can look at and go, oh, 
she understands where my parents are coming from or her parents are like my parents and we we can relate on a lot of issues. So that's always been super important to me as well is to work in communities where families are going to go, okay, that's someone that I have a connection with. So that's always wonderful um, to to kind of connect with families in that way. Uh, yesterday, one of the other families that came in was a mom that I, I worked with years ago. And so her daughter graduated from my school five years ago. And now the younger brother is coming to my school and the mom, she's out, we just gave each other a big hug. So that's the wonderful things that I get from my job are those moments, those connections that I've been able to make with some families that, and, and the young man, you know, he, he kind of had his back to us, but I said, I don't know if you saw that, but your mom and I just gave each other a big hug. And I need you to know that mom and I, we work together. So if anything happens, I'm going to be on that phone with mom. And he's just kind of like, oh, great. You know, but it's like, that, 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 that's actually good, right? It's a, he, he probably didn't think it was good. But I said, you know, at, at some point, nothing, not to knock your sister, because she was wonderful. But it got to the point where your mom knew my voice. I didn't even have to say, this is Miss Calderon. Mom already knew just from hearing my voice on the phone, what happened now, you know? And so, but that's cool, right? Like, even in those moments when there's those moments of struggle, those connections that you make with families, that's, that's powerful. You know, that's powerful to have those kind of relationships. And I think that's, I mean, that's definitely what the number one reason I've stayed as long as I have, have been those relationships that I've been able to have with my students and with their parents. And then secondly, you know, with my staff, but you know, that's the good stuff that's happening out there. You know, kids are still, like you said, like this, one of the schools where I work at, it's where the kids who are struggling at the big high school come to me in hopes that they'll get it together. And more often than not, they do get it together, right? Because we we give them an option that's very different. They get a lot of one-on-one attention at my school. We're, we all know each other at my school. I know all my students by name. And so and those are the good things that are happening is that those are kids who, who maybe don't like school or don't have the best grades or are kind of struggling and thinking about, I'm going to drop out. Coming to me and being able to finish their education is, yeah, it's wonderful. That's, that's the great part of my job. Um, those are some of the good things that are still happening out there, you know, despite the pandemic, despite the craziness of the world, you know, young people are still out there just trying to, you know, take care of business and get their diplomas. Well, that's good. And where were you when I was going to school? <laughs> uh, and yeah, my principals, I'm trying to think, was there any cool ones? Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, my elementary school teacher, our principal, he was he was a nice guy. But I know my junior high and high school, it was the same guy. Oh. It was like I had him. It was like I had him in junior high, and then I'm like, okay, I'm I'm leaving, graduating, going to high school, get away from him. Whoop! There he was for the ne- <laughs> my next three years of high school. I was, like, I was like, oh man. And he he was like you. He knew everybody's name. I can barely remember everyone at works name everyone <laughs> remembers my name but i'm like oh hey you but i, I my hat my hat is off i take it off like that my headphones on to you for everything that that you do and what you what you just said with, with the good things of being uh an educator is awesome that's what i think a lot of teachers should be like i know again they deal with a lot of attitudes, not with just students, other teachers and, and the school boards and everything. But you obviously got into this for the love of it and to to help. And that's what's good. If there's any teachers listening or any principals listening right now, we, we this is this is you're the you're the, the best example that I've known. I mean, uh, my mom, she teached and she did what she had to do. But and again, I love her to death. But. You you are doing it. I mean, I I love I, I just I just love it, and I, I don't know what else to say. I mean, seeing seeing the pictures on Instagram of you and your daughter, especially from when I first saw her, she was little. Now she's a, a young woman. No. Like man, where where's this time going? Right. I mean, you you you're twenty three. Like you said, you were young. Like that's how old my son is right now. I I can't imagine him being a teacher. <laughs> well, he's he's a he he teaches guitar and everything on the side. But I mean, but dealing with schools and everything. Uh, I know we started off with uh, the whole gun thing and everything, but I mean, it's it's just not about uh, that all the time. 
it, it, it is a topic that needs to be discussed. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure that you guys have discussed it within the, when these incidents happen with students. Because right. I'm, uh, yeah, me thinking back, if something major happened, I don't really ever remember dealing with, with, with gun violence in schools. I mean, I think the last thing that I remember that we had to discuss was, was it the Challenger when that exploded, mm-hmm. the, the shuttle? Yeah. I remember we were watching that at, no, we were, speaking of strikes, there was a strike at that school strike at that time. So we, we were all at home uh, and the teachers were, were on strike. But I remember we did discuss it when it was after. And I, I want to say that was one of the major things. Oh, and the earthquake that happened in 89. Yes. We, we yep. definitely talked about that a lot. <laughs> yes. A bit as far as like the violence, gun violence in schools, I don't remember ever happening. When we were growing up, the only situation that I did know was right across the street from my house. There was a um, Bella Vista junior high. Uh, a friend of mine was going there at the time and there was a gun incident. Nobody, nobody got hurt. It was just somebody brought a gun. It dropped it and it went off. Ooh. So that's, that was as far as gun, guns dealing. That's the only thing I can remember uh, thinking. I, I don't know who, who the student was that had a gun, but it, it happened in the gym. Oh boy. Um, because my friend told me, he goes, when he heard it go off, he like jammed himself into his his gym locker to, right. have to hide because he, he didn't he didn't know what was going on. But it just turned out someone had a gun and they dropped it and it went off. But, uh, oh, man. Um, but um, thank you so much for coming on. And you were always welcome to come on here and discuss anything. Doesn't have to be about school. It could be some topic in the world that's that's making you mad or something that's making you happy. <laughs> Thank you so much. I mean, that's much. what I love. I didn't I didn't want to end on just ah well, what are these idiots? <laughs> I, that's why I wanted to. That's why I asked that question about about the goods, the good things you have done, and to always see a smile on your face, especially right now, in your pictures. It's it's amazing, and I love it. I mean, I love you. Thank you so much uh, for coming on to the show. And uh, before we get out of here, is there anything, any other uh, things you would like to say to the audience? Just thanks for listening to my good buddy here. He's an inspiration. I mean, I have just barely gotten into podcasting and I do very kind of niche podcasts and you do it all, man. Like your pop culture podcast is a lot of fun to listen to. And I can't wait to hear your thoughts on Prey, which I'm going to watch tonight. And, and yeah. your thoughts on, on Res Dogs and the first couple of you know episodes drop. But thank you. Thank you for representing for indigenous podcasters, indigenous people. It is so needed. I mean, I feel like now's a good time, right? It's, a, it's always a great time to be indigenous, but I feel like mainstream society is um, waking up a little bit, a little bit. Like I said, I'll believe it when I see it. <laughs> kind of <Yes>. like offense. <laughs> but um Thank you. I mean, I remember meeting you and Mike when the smudging came out and uh, just really clicking with you guys like from the beginning. And I think um, just that's so needed. And so all you listeners out there, thank you for being here and and supporting the work. And we we're 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 all we've got. Right. So we've got to support each other. Yes, that's what that's what we're about. That's what our community is about, especially in the Bay Area. I mean, I live up in this little small hick town, but my home is always be the Bay Area. Will always be Oakland, East Oakland represent. And that's shout out to Skyline High School, Montera, Carl B. Monk, as well as <laughs> Bella Vista. Those nice. are the schools that I attended. Shout out to Hentel Child Development Center. All the teachers there. Mike was a teacher there for a little while. Oh, I'm sure he could come on here and, and tell you what the <laughs> attitudes that he had, to, he had to deal with. But uh, speaking of Mike, um, how did you hear about his film to go to that screening? You know, I don't remember if somebody sent me. It might have been. So I used to, I don't know if you remember, back on Coffee TV, there used to be a show called Creepy Coffee Movie Time. And yeah. so there I have a, a former student, actually, who then be, went on to become one of my friends who was also on the show. We were in the audience. And so he knew that I was really into all kinds of horror. And I think he might have sent it. He ended up not being there. But I was like, oh, my God. And, then you know, indigenous horror movie from somebody from Oakland. I was like so excited about it. And uh, the rest is history, as they say. Have you seen his uh, documentaries on uh, natives and horror? Yes. All right. Good. Okay. I was in the first one. I don't know why I wasn't in the second one, but I have to ask Mike, <laughs> I have to ask Mike that. So. 
I've asked him too. He didn't give me no answer yet. But <laughs> shout out to my brother Mike. He's an awesome guy. Yes. But he's got we got a project we are working on. We started it, but then the world fell apart, so we kind of had to cool cool off a bit. So hopefully we can get back to it. We started in. I think it's going to tie into the smudging. I can't remember. It was so long ago when we started it because we started filming and then the pandemic, the pandemic started. So we were like, uh, but um, if we need you, it would be cool if we can give you a call if you want to come in and and do something for us. I will come through. You know it. I'll do a review (laughs) on the blog. I'll do a video. All right. Well, so I'll see if you can be in it. I mean, I'm sure we need people to to do something. So, but as soon as we... Get it all going. I have no idea when we're going to start. Mike has so much on his plate right now that he's doing this and this and this and that. Big things. Yeah, I'm just like, I want to finish this project because I I will be the assistant director right. as well as cameraman. That's amazing. Uh, I don't know if I'm a... I don't know if I'm going to be in it. I know you're going to hear my voice, but I don't know if you're going to see me. I'm going to have to hit the gym before the camera <laughs> rolls on me. <laughs> so, but uh, Julie, thank you so much for coming on. This is this has been amazing and a lot of good uh, insight that you've uh, brought to us as well as me and knowing as being an educator, especially down in the Bay Area. We don't all have attitudes, everybody. I may That's sound right. like it sometimes. <laughs> I may sound like it sometimes on the shows, but. Nah, I mean it's it's a, it was one of the best places um, that I've been in my life. I've been all over the country, but uh, again, the Bay Area is home. Oakland is home. I got many. Uh, I don't like to call them friends. I got a lot of family, and you're a part of my family. So thank you so much for being down there. But next time I come down, definitely take you out to dinner or something. Ah, to, thank you, brother, and thank you for thank the invitation. You. This has been a lot of fun. I right don't thank you so much. But with that, everyone. Um, definitely, uh, if you can, if you have children that are, that are school age, be it elementary, high school, college, please help your, your, your children, your grandchildren with their education. I'm helping mine. Uh, I help my grandsons as well. My, you know, my oldest grandson, Daniel is about to start a head start. So we're trying to get him into that mode of this is what you got to do, but you got to listen. Yeah. I know he's he's kind of <laughs> like me and like his 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 mom. He doesn't doesn't like to stop talking, but we gotta tell him you gotta slow your roll. <laughs> so, but <laughs> with that again, thank you so much, and everybody, thank you out there for listening. Uh, do come back for more. I got more interviews coming for you guys, um, as well as East Society, plenty of things, and yes, we will be discussing prey. I have a lot to say on it. We will give you that spoiler warning for those of you that didn't listen yet or haven't seen it yet, but we will dive into that uh, as well as Reservation Dogs. I know I kind of gave my two cents on the first two episodes already, um, but uh, Zizu will because uh, he. I actually went to the to premiere screening in Tulsa, so I got to see it wow. a week a week before everyone else. Nice. <laughs> so, so that was really cool. But I also met some of the stars if you can see them on my Instagram. But everyone... Again, be safe out there. Julie, thank you so much. Be safe wherever you're at. Give your daughter a hug for me and everyone at school. And we'll see you guys next time. So until then, everybody be safe out there. Rock hard and skate fast.